0: hello guys welcome to the transformation game plan podcast where we're going to be giving you the game plan to transform it's an all-encompassing podcast about transformations performance physique productivity habits and chats with some incredible guests chucked in along the way so if you enjoy this podcast then do me a favor share it with a friend and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out Okay. Right. Hot seat. Episode eight or nine. I don't even know anymore, but it doesn't matter because it goes on the app. And we must have been doing this now since January. So it must be on like episode 13, 14, 15 or 16, even maybe of these now. So we're in for the long haul and we have Luke in on our hot seat. Um, And I think this is going to be a really, really important hot seat just because, Luke, I think. Many people in this group potentially, and I don't mean to put you on a pedestal, maybe even slightly idolize your transformation and what you've achieved and how perfect it was and how amazing and quick it was. So we're looking to extract some honesty and some some reality to the transformation from this. So because it's not as straightforward as it looked, which it did look. um, So we're going to go through that. But first of all, I'm going to hand over to Emma, who is going to hot a seat up. And uh, get the quick fires going for us. So without further ado, Emma, fire away.
1: OK, here we go. Are you ready? First question. Are you nervous? <laughs>
2: uh, I wasn't. And now I'm starting to feel a little bit. So,
1: yeah. Oh, OK, you'll be fine. Right. So quick fire. Ten questions. First answers only. Okay. Number one. Favourite meal ever?
2: Uh, toad in the hole.
1: Favourite protein source chicken uh your next holiday destination
2: don't know haven't booked one yet uh
1: you like where you want to go
2: uh tokyo
1: nice Out. Fav- favorite exercise
2: uh seated rose
1: least favorite exercise
2: hamstring curls
1: <laughs> pasta or pizza Pizza. Pizza. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast. Favorite cardio?
0: Um, <laughs> rowing. Keep it clean. <laughs>
2: yeah, okay. <rowing. laughs>
1: and would you rather do an hour of burpees or an hour on the stairmaster?
2: Oh. oh man, that's uh, stairmaster. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. That was hard. There you go. That's me done oh, over and there. out.
0: Awesome. St- Stairmaster or purpose? It's got to be the Stairmaster. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Maybe
1: I should have thought of something more.
0: So, there's, always more wild. One. there's always next. There's always
1: next. There's always next
0: one. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's get into it then. Let's get into this. Who was Luke before his transformation?
2: are you asking me that uh, ideally yeah oh sorry <laughs> i thought you were like i thought you were leading into something no no, no. that's that's why i didn't just jump no. in who, okay. Okay. who was who was i transformation? Um, uh, uh, an overeater that ate his feelings uh drank my feelings and never was able to put any kind of routine i had a lot of knowledge because of the different sports and the different training that i've done but i was never able to actually put any of that into a successful enough plan to establish good habits okay so
0: what then do you think at that point were your biggest struggles so obviously emotions and structure but what what really were the struggles why do you think you weren't able to put that
2: into that successful plan I think it was just the consistency I expected everything to be a quick fix and I'd have maybe a month of trying really hard a month of some silly diet that I thought was going to fix everything and when that didn't happen I got deflated and then decided what's the point so I just carry on eating again or I'd have something that would happen that would lead me to eat and then I think well I've messed up so I might as well eat another day another day and then the bad habit took over okay so obviously that's
0: that's like more like the physical side effect so how did that then affect you mentally how did that affect you day-to-day life family what was that like? Like what, So I suppose with those problems, with those big struggles, what?
2: how was life then? Uh, so I, I suffer with anxiety anyway. Um, so not being happy within yourself, constantly failing, which is what it felt like, puts you in a constant bad mood. So because I was depressed, I'd eat. And then because I'd eat, it made me depressed which then affects your relationship. It puts you in a bad mood all the time. It never felt like there was a way of finding a a way of winning. It it just always seemed to be, I tried, didn't work, I'm a failure. I try again, I'm a failure. So it just became a pattern of failure. Okay. Interesting. So,
0: and do you think that's that would summarize how you got to the... The size and the shape you were because how I suppose if yep. your your transformation last really from when you first well from when you started with me has been what probably seven months now hasn't it so six yep. months between start and shoot but seven months now how long do you think it took you or when did your kind of weight management problems start then how long was you living with those feelings and being that person, uh, fifteen years, yes because did you say to me the other day or a couple of weeks ago or something, that you were the same weight as you were as to when you was, like, a young teen or something?
2: Yes, so the, last time, that. the last time I weighed this much, I was about 15, which was when I was rowing and playing competitive yeah. row. So, and you're now... 34, so yeah, so 15 to 18. Yeah, years. nearly 20 years. Played, of... ne- nearly 20 years of and basically what happened was once i started gaining weight i just picked sports that required me to be bigger which is why i got into powerlifting, lifting strongman because right. then it was about strength. it was about uh it was justifications for eating five six thousand calories every day
0: interesting so it's almost like you well it's not almost basically you had these struggles you had this feeling of like the weight gain probably feeling a bit down a bit so instead of Taking ownership and dealing with the issues that caused that, you basically buried your head in the sand and then picked sports that meant you could just yeah. Like, just that, easy to talk. You turn that failure into success, but without actually technically yeah. achieving anything. Clever. Guy. That's what we I should I should have done that. It would have been yeah. much easier just to change my sport and just done something different. Love yeah. that. <laughs> okay. So when you then started playing those sports and stuff and you effectively adapted what you were doing in order to suit the body you had, surely then that's bringing you an element of success, all jokes aside. So then that helps you with the like the anxiety and the depression
2: around the food and stuff like that, no? Uh, no, because you're still, you're still, But well, I was still massively overweight. So I still had the constant joint pain. I was still suffering with the headaches. None of my clothes fit. I had I kind of played into the reputation of the Luke will eat it, Luke will drink it. I think nothing of eating three or four fifteen-inch pizzas of a night out and twenty, twenty-five pints because that I was the, I was the size that I could do it, mm-hmm. so it didn't seem. And then when I did that three or four days of the week, because I was self-employed, I had the income, I had the ability. You then become that's your whole uh, persona you're this over this overeater Luke's the big guy he's the one who dominates the room but it was all just it 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 was a confidence like a fake confidence because I was this big guy yeah but it was a placebo that's it Megan Megan whispered the word to me right that placebo effect of yeah I'm happy but in reality I wasn't it was still triggering my depression it still made it difficult for me to want to get up some mornings especially after i recognized what i'd eaten and drank the night before so you played up to big man luke
0: yeah because it's a, a it it was a defensive it was a protective mechanism to be luke that mm. can eat this but actually luke then goes home and not not well possibly literally but also metaphorically cries himself to sleep because he's seen yeah. himself walking past the mirror mm. that's, that's really interesting okay so then what what We've probably gone the long way around the houses, but that was Luke before the transformation. So I'm going to skip a part of the transformation, and I want to know a bit more about Luke now. So if Mm -hmm. that was Luke before the transformation, so it's not about the photo shoot, that was just a documentation of it, and your transformation is not over yet, but between that day that you signed up to me, or maybe a week before, when you would have already started thinking about it, to to the day of the shoot and slightly beyond in probably this month.
2: Who is Luke now? What's changed? I think just my overall attitude to everything. Like, don't get me wrong, when you're a foodie, you're a foodie. But when I do have those cravings, there is that little voice in my head saying, but you don't want to go back. And don't get me wrong, after you've done the shoot and you've deprived yourself of certain luxuries, because as much as I felt like I could eat what I wanted during the entire process there were certain things I just couldn't physically make work
0: Mm.
2: and because of because of my previous maybe food addictions I didn't want to allow myself to have so after the shoot and everything those sort of cravings came back and there was a little bit of recognizing some of my old habits creeping back in with wanting to eat you know five or six cookies and and doing all of that and I did allow myself to do it but I quite quickly recognized I don't want to do this every day yeah. Like I, I enjoyed it in that moment, but it's now not become a regular craving. I'm able to go, okay, so I, I ate too much on that day. So today I'll, I'll just scale things back a little bit or I'll make those adjustments. So my entire outlook to food, to fitness has changed. Yeah. So then and, and that, that's kind of, yeah, that's the process that has helped me get to that stage where my association to everything is better. So
0: then how does that change you as a person in terms of your mind, obviously? Just generally
2: happier, like to to lose the weight that I lost, to, to wake up every morning and not have chronic knee pain, ankle pain, and, and all of those injuries that I started having, which is when I started thinking about changing my career, were all to do with the, the size I was. You know, I was... At the start of last year, I was close to 25 stone. So I don't know what that is in kilos because I can't quickly do the (laughs) maths.
0: But Uh, it's the
2: best part of 180, 190 kilos-ish, which when you're living at that weight for quite a few years, the toll it was taking physically on my body was terrible. My sleep was rubbish. The the list was kind of like endless of the conditions, the concerns. So from a health point of view, you just wake up every morning feeling better
0: and then that yeah. has a knock-on effect to the way you feel about yourself as
2: well yeah because i actually feel like i want to train i've pushed myself to do workouts i don't particularly enjoy okay but or exercises i could say that i don't enjoy but yeah the whole mindset just changes understanding the value of it
0: still isn't it It's, it's yeah, that value on it okay so that's fine so in which case let's go back to the start of that transformation. Mm -hmm. you were someone that emotionally ate and drank probably didn't have a good outlook on life in terms of the nutrition the food obviously with the anxiety and depression obviously changing sports to playing playing this person that you weren't to cover up with how you were what clicked to make you sign up to coaching what changed
2: so some of it was obviously to do with the fact that i was retraining to be a coach yeah, and part it felt like I couldn't tell people the benefits of coaching if I had never fully experienced it. Yeah, because the coaches that I'd looked for in the past were coaches that helped me progress in the sports that I'd adopted to to hide my size. So then picking someone that had already done those transformations and the feedback that I'd got from obviously other people that when I signed up when I started working for the gym. Danielle was mid-cut. James was mid-cut. Steph had already done them and I'd seen her progress. So uh, Tam was doing the same shoot. Uh, Brandon. So it just it made that that impact of seeing them and some of the changes they'd made already resonated with me that actually there's other people out there that maybe have a very similar journey that have maybe struggled the same as me and they've made those adjustments. Yeah. So it, it's time to do something about it.
0: Okay interesting so then once you signed up we've obviously spoken about how your physique has transformed what so what was the total loss in the end 47 kilos 47. yeah on
2: shoot day it was about 47
0: yeah so it's 47 kilos was the initial drop technically the initial drop yep. over six months which is just a joke in the first place so what's mm-hmm. that like 100 pounds basically uh yep. which is just ridiculous it was a hun- it was
2: 101 pounds sorry
0: 101 <laughs> close i didn't i forgot my t- yeah. two bits um yeah. Obviously, like postures change, mental health's changed, the outlook and everything's changed. So, if you was gonna tell people in this group, so not getting to sign up with me because we've answered mm-hmm. that question before on a testimonial, the people in this group or listening now, what's the thing or things are that you would mm-hmm. tell people that they must engage with the most to try and replicate? A result like yours and i don't mean losing 46 kilos i just mean the success metric to them what's the thing or things that you would say they should be engaging with most to get that
2: so engaging with you on a regular basis was probably the most important thing because i remember one of the first conversations where i felt like i'd let myself down was when i was still training with you and i'd gone to greg's and bought those pasties and put one and put one back and it was that conversation where you were like yeah but you've recognized Okay, you bet the like it's done now. You bet it. What are you going to do to adjust your macros? What are you going to do to change? So having those regular conversations with you, where I could be honest about, actually, I'm I'm struggling with this, or I've messed up. That was a big help in those early days, especially. Consistency for me was the biggest. It it was just recognizing that if I want to be successful, I've got to plan everything. So I, I was very strict on my meals. I made sure that I did a lot of that research. Part of the anxiety OCD element of my life is that I have to pre-plan things. Mm. Um, so it, it was then being just consistent with all of the things that you'd kind of put in place. So weighing myself daily, that was a new thing for me. Weighing myself in kilos, not stone, because it then just became a, a figure that I looked at, not oh, I'm this many stone. I didn't really try. I didn't actually do the calculation until we were a few weeks out from the shoot Mm. to see how many stone I'd actually lost because that was just always the weight I'd used. Yeah. So it was just those little tips. It was checking in. It was, I didn't really use it very often, but the WhatsApp group every now and then just seeing other people's progress. And I'm not much, uh, this kind of thing for me isn't, I hate talking about myself. I hate being the center of attention. The idea of putting stuff on a WhatsApp group wasn't ever for me. And it it required a lot of like me pre-thinking before I would put a single thing on there.
0: But now, now, now you that in did, front of people talking about the whole journey for us.
2: Yeah. And uh, the main reason I wanted to do it was yeah to share that experience and to highlight to everyone that it is tough. There were still those weeks where I thought this is really difficult and I could see old habits creeping back in. But that's where then talking to other people, getting their advice, talking to you, and then just every now and then reevaluating my routine. I, like I said earlier, I never cut out any foods that I didn't want to cut out. I was still eating burgers. I was still having, I've, I've had bacon and egg for breakfast since yeah. the day I started with you mm. consistently. Never stopped having it, hot or cold because it just worked with my macros Uh, and I love bacon and egg. So, you know, the only time I didn't have it was when we couldn't have pork anymore. And it was like the end of the world for me for those two weeks where it was like, Oh no. But I think that's where my success came. It was recognizing that I tried it on my own and that didn't work for nearly 20 years. So don't be afraid to mention to people that you're struggling. Don't be afraid to ask for ideas and, reach out when those really bad weeks come about no one's going to judge you for asking for help to better yourself
0: great point i could probably just snip that there and post it and call it a day yeah good really good answer all right so let's 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 go trigger Mm. and then fight your way out of it how can you be a coach now if you let yourself go so badly
2: so how can I be a coach now? Uh, how if can you I be a coach was, now? Why would I sign in, up with you? Uh, because I've experienced it. Okay. So I, I know how tough it is to establish everything. I know what it's like to be the big person, the human dustbin, as I've been called multiple times. Um, and I know how hard the journey is in general, the ups, the downs, the, the way it affects you physically, mentally, emotionally. What strain that can put on a relationship? How difficult it can be when you're doing quite a big transformation and your partner isn't, um, <laughs> or bit. they're they're or they're doing one and you're very much over it and you want to eat everything but can't because they're still only a few yeah. weeks out of their shoot.
0: <laughs> this um, sounds personal.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so from that point of view, then I feel like I've just got the experience to to show people that it, being active isn't just knowing exercises it is very much a mindset and it's it's always about learning and I've I've learned a lot being the big guy and going through this whole experience what what part of your
0: journey within the coaching that I suppose you've received and and then the things that you've done what is what's probably the number one thing that you are going to replicate or are replicating within the journey that you ask people to go through. So rather than using the word coaching and making it businessy, the journey yeah. that you've been through here and are still going through, what's the main thing that you would like to replicate so that others, again, are going to experience that and that's going to give them their best chances to su-
2: success. I think it's being someone who is approachable as a coach And highlighting that, yes, this is a a business, it's a job for me, I want to make money, but money isn't the focus behind why I do that. So when I'm not going to try and big you up too much, but when I trained with you, and when I still continue to even from the the element that we have now, I never feel like it's a money orientated business. It's very much about how how can you help me reach my goals? Yeah. So replicating that for my clients is something that I've already started to establish. Every single one of us here has had a different goal. It isn't always just going to be about losing weight on scales. Some of us suffer with that gym anxiety. They want, we just want to feel comfortable in our clothes. So it doesn't matter what anyone's goal is. I want to be able to make sure that they feel like I'm their friend that's trying to help them while still keeping that professional boundary i never want it to be a case of yeah just give me your money i don't really care if you lose weight i don't really care if you want to mess up that's up to you yeah that's not an attitude to uh to adopt
0: yeah yeah interesting okay so that's then i mean you're definitely right by the way um what if that's what you're trying to replicate then so again let's let's just recap so luke was this person again that would emotionally eat emotionally drink wasn't in control of routine structures choices had the knowledge but just couldn't put it all together to get results and now now you're in this position where you kind of know how to do it you probably still need the accountability because those habits still creep back in and stuff like that your dog almost looks like a sheep Um, yeah sorry he wouldn't stay down um what's kind of what's next for others so so for the others to understand in this group like you've lost 101 pounds 46 mm-hmm. kilos naturally post shoot we put a little bit back on that's expected uh and not and it is only a little bit so what's next then for what what would you do what's the life like how do we feel what's the goals what do people what should people be looking to replicate from you who has gone through that huge fat loss journey because your journey probably covers everyone's goal and some. So because Mm. there's not many people that have that goal of losing 46 kilos, it might be 10, it might be 15, it might be 20. Mm. You've done that. So how do you come out of that phase? What, how do you manage that?
2: It's so for me, it's been recognizing that there's a lot I didn't do because I was overweight. So going on long walks, taking the dog out, uh, Even simple things like going to a spa and feeling comfortable to take my top off and sit in a sauna. None of that was something I would ever do. Now that I've lost the weight, actually, I can go for long walks. I can, well, I mean, bar the injury I have, I wanted to get back into jogging. My whole outlook to life now is centered around enjoying being out, enjoying the hard work that I've put in. So, yes, I'd still like to lose some weight. There is an element to that. There is the realistic side of things that you can't lose the weight that I lost without having excess skin. And there are still going to be certain battle scars that stay with me. But my life is generally healthier now. So everything I do is centered around fitness. It's centered around just being active and enjoying everything that I didn't do when I was overweight back then my own enjoyment was drink and food and that made me worse. Now it's enjoying my hard work and it's making sure that I never allow myself to get back into that stage where those things become a crutch for me again, because yeah. I don't want to go backwards.
0: Interesting. Okay. what's What's the number one thing that you would... Give anyone so an, a tip now, a blanket statement, a very small statement. What's the number one piece of advice or tip or support you would give to everyone if they were going to go on a journey like yours? What
2: did you say?
1: You only get out
2: what you put in. Megan says you only get out what you put in. So I'm going to say that that's the observation that she saw from me. Yeah. So 100%. If you want to reach you those goals, yeah, don't get me wrong, it, it was a lot. When I first started, those first few weeks, it was like four or five hours of cardio every week and five workouts. Mm-hmm. Yes, that did diminish, but the effort that I put in, I would like to say, it stayed the same throughout that six months. Yeah, I was very much determined. Uh, so yeah, really, it, it is that. Um, and I'm going to add another little thing: is don't ever deprive yourself of something the reason I've failed in the past was because I would say, that's it. I can never eat this again. Mm. And then that day I'd be craving it. So just find either those little healthy swaps or find that one food that you do enjoy that does bring you that satisfaction and find a way of making that something that feels like a reward to you. So for me, it was having a burger on a Friday night and when I couldn't, buy a pre-made burger it was then just being bothered to make it myself yeah when i couldn't have the bread or a bun it was reducing it to then okay let's have a sandwich then when i couldn't make a sandwich thin work it was just being prepared to have a burger with some cheese and some homemade fries so it was always about just making a small little adjustment to never feel like i went without
0: yeah It's, it's a good point so just having the foods you enjoy whilst we're on that note i'll give credit where credit's due beth has found mini meringue's 50, like 50 calories, but they're like 10 grams of carbs, so it's so a... 50 for
1: normal. 17 what?
0: 17 calories for a mini meringue. Honestly, I was like, I All don't right. like meringues. Why well, do I would eat meringues? Should like, I just try one. And I was like, oh my God, it's sweet. So, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and then your final question, which we haven't yeah. done, because if I'm honest, the last time we did this, although it seems like a really long time ago, I was on a train to Glasgow and I didn't catch the question. So, if anyone wants to pitch up um luke what is your question for the next person in the hot seats
2: oh, oh that's a good one emma, now, this been, now this would have been one that you should have do- at least just give me one question this would have been the one to let me think about no not then on the spot no that sounds like it's too fair
0: whilst you're yeah. thinking about it emma do you remember what did beth ask one did you ask beth this question or did we run out of time
1: I did not ask this question to either you or Beth when I did the hot seat, so... Wah, wah. Oh, okay. That's
2: fine. That sounds Don't a little go. bit unfair and I've got
1: to... Emma, let the side down, Luke. Not me.
2: Anyway. Okay, oh.
1: how about your three questions? To Travis, Beth and Luke. You all have to think of one right now.
0: <laughs> but then the poor oh. battered. Yeah.
1: Well, t- sucks on them.
2: Go on, Luke. Have a think. Um... I suppose the question I would ask is where do they see themselves in three months?
0: Oh, interesting.
2: Where do they, where do you see
0: yourself three months? Perfect. Mine would be how willing are you to do the things you need to do to achieve your goals? So not how ready, but how willing. That? that's not a bad one is it how willing willing ready and able three different questions um perfect right let's open the floor let me take it off record thank you for listening guys if you enjoyed that show please make sure you drop a review make sure you share it with your friends make sure you subscribe because these podcasts are coming at you thick and fast one a week uh, and again they are giving you the tips the hints the tricks and giving you the game plan to transform your body so subscribe rate and share it with your friends